This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. You're listening to the Warning Radio program. My special guest today is uh, Dr. Annie Nazario, 30 years law enforcement in New Mexico, the sheriff's department over there. And um, I also have Eric Hurd, sons of Issachar from Hawaii. Uh, Both of these gentlemen, as well as myself, uh, we have served America in the military. It is Veterans Day. And uh, Andy, why don't you tell the audience a little bit, uh, what did you do, Uh, what branch? Okay, I enlisted... uh in 1969 in the Navy, uh, went to boot camp in Florida, then went to communications school in Norfolk, Virginia, and then uh, volunteered for Vietnam. They sent me to California, Naval Air Station, Lemoore, California, at the comm center. <laughs> they just thought I was crazy to volunteer. But then uh, when I left there, I volunteered again and went overseas. They assigned me in Guam to start with and then worked out of there in communications. Uh, after I was uh, released in 73, I went into the Naval Reserves and then started uh, at college at Texas Tech. Got into Army ROTC to help pay my way through college with the VA and ended up going back in the Army as a uh, second lieutenant. And I started off with with engineering and then was transferred to Adjutant General Corps. I went to, didn't go overseas in the Army. I was stationed at Fort uh, Riley, Kansas, Fort Benjamin Harris, Indiana, Fort Bliss, Texas, Fort Hood. Texas, and um, retired from there as a rank as a captain, went into law enforcement in Lubbock, D, and then with the Bernalillo County Sheriff's Department in Albuquerque. Okay, very good. teaching at Eastern. Yeah, then you're, you also uh, retired teaching uh, uh, in, in New Mexico criminal justice at a university. Right, now I can't afford to go to Hawaii like uh, I wanted to. But <laughs> <laughs> good night. I find that hard to believe, my young man. But anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen, again, we all are facing times like uh, nobody's ever seen in the United States of America, as well as the world. And before we get into freedom today, because we all have served to try to keep America free, Eric, you served also. Uh, Why don't you uh, share a little bit about that? Thank you, Dr. Hanson. Yes, uh, United States Navy. Actually, I was going to choose the Marines. I really enjoyed, I mean, I really love their uniforms. And so um, as I was discussing this with my um, with my parents and sisters, they began to cry and say they did not want me going to the Marines. So anyway, um, 
long story short, we chose the Navy and um, went to Great Lakes, uh, Illinois. Um, I received an award, um, assistant honor man. So I had a chance to pick a, a school um, and that was communication. But prior to that, I was explaining to Dr. Hansen that I was um, inches away from becoming a Navy SEAL. We got out of the swim swim test and um, and they asked me and they said, uh, they asked everyone, um, how many of you like to be? Navy SEAL crossed this line over here, so we're dripping wet and everything. And um, I, uh, I heard a voice. I was newly born again. I heard a voice that don't do it. And so uh, anyway, I kind of backed off, off that. But I had a tour in Japan. That was great. Uh, went into the CTO uh, classified top secret clearance. And then uh, one year in Okinawa, Japan, and then um, to Hawaii. And so um, being from Detroit, Michigan area, is very cold. Uh, it was a no-brainer when I got to um, uh, orders to go to Fort Meade, Maryland, or to Hawaii. So we've been there 37 years. We got out of the military and um, remained there in Hawaii. So um, it was, um, I worked for SYNCPAC Fleet, uh, Commander of Pacific Fleet. There was very interesting and uh, enjoyed it. Okay, very good. I served four years in the Air Force, um, Strategic Air Command. And after that, I joined the Sheriff's Department, uh, although the Marines actually commissioned, sent me a commissioning letter wanting me to be a second lieutenant in the United States Marines. And uh, I turned that down because, again, I decided to serve in the Sheriff's Department and uh, uh, was in law enforcement as far as felony crime and uh, the SWAT team, Special Weapons and Tactics, and the president of the Fellowship of Christian Peace Officers. So we went into that background, ladies and gentlemen, to show you that all of us, all of my guests today, including myself, we served our country to keep America free, to protect the rights, uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, uh, the Second Amendment, uh, to protect life, liberty, and property, and right now, we are experiencing a communist takeover from traitors, and many of them, in our own Congress. Uh, Andy? Yes. And I'm going to have to open this book up that I have. It's called The Science of Judgment because it made me think of something. Uh, page 231, Science of Judgment. The church is responsible for not being aggressively involved in this spiritual battle and commandment to make disciples of all nations. And in that, it reminds me that the church isn't doing enough to fight uh, what's going on with this uh, one world takeover system or a great reset, as it's called. And I think that those members, and I think Dr. Hansen agrees with me that uh, since it's your book, I quoted from <laughs> that the church needs to get more involved parents. And, and I throw this at Eric, but I think parents, aren't doing enough to teach their children. I was impressed the day I was speaking at a veterans uh, uh, event that took place this morning. I was the keynote speaker, and I, I was surprised at how few children actually came to listen to us. Most of them were older older uh, individuals that have served in the military or had family that served. We had about maybe 100 people show up today, and there just wasn't a lot of young people. Fortunately, we did get the local high school choir to sing the uh, national anthem for us, so they got got to hear it. But uh, I think uh, parents need to take more involvement, in, especially with the vaccines and what's going on, and educate their children. What do you think, Eric? Absolutely, Andy. Um, there has been an attack on manhood. You take the father out of the home, and then you and the children and women are free 
uh, game for um, those who have nefarious agendas. Uh, the colleges, I was talking with Dr. Hanson the other day that my son, you know, went to a very liberal um, for university um, playing football, but I had to constantly keep him centered uh, because he was under attack by liberal professors. And so they've done a masterful job at undermining the man, um, emasculating him, mocking him through the media, um, and then now saying that um, strong men, they, um, they're toxic. And so, again, we have to teach um, our children, and we, I think we've done a poor job. They must understand that freedom is not free. And people lost their lives and people put, you know, the, um, the ultimate sacrifice. They gave the ultimate sacrifice to keep us free so we can have freedom of speech and freedom of all the great liberties we have here in the United States and other not- countries may not have. So, yes, uh, the man is still at the center and we're trying to awaken men. There was something that I saw the other day that was very powerful. I shared with Dr. Hansen. Um, there were men standing up uh, going to the schools and they were um, destroying presence in the school hallways and um, so much violence was going on. Um, you know, men having a, a father wound and uh, not men, excuse me, children having a father wound. And so just just the men showing up in the hallways of the schools was awesome. Um, the violence decreased almost immediately, just their presence alone. Also in Detroit, where I'm from, that area um, outside of Detroit. Uh, men, uh, 300, they're taking the Gideon theme and saying, we're going to show up. It's time for us men to stand up, strong men, to show presence in our community. So this is a, a wonderful uh, a turnaround. I pray that this will catch fire not only in the United States, but around the world. Yes, Amen. I agree with that. We're in desperate trouble. And um, ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, Dr. Nazario was quoting from my book, The Science of Judgment. You'll get a chance to order it at the end of this program. But uh, how did we get into this dangerous and deplorable state? Well, for the last 50 years, the majority of American Christians have operated under a bad theology and philosophy. The teaching that was supposed to completely avoid getting into politics. That's what they said. They taught that. Uh, Don't get into politics. Politics isn't for the church. They said because God puts people into office. Well, that is unscriptural and that is Stupid. God does not put leaders into office. People put leaders into office. Hosea 8.4 states, they have set up kings, but not by me. When Jesus ascended, he gave the responsibility in Matthew 28.19 to make disciples in all nations. Genesis 1.26-28, Luke 19.13, and Matthew 5.13, Christians are instructed to take dominion, subdue, be salt, occupy, thus obeying the Great Commission and making disciples and leaders in every nation. The Bible teaches if the righteous lead, people prosper. If evil men lead, people suffer. And Christians are persecuted. God uses righteous leaders to bless the people, allows the evil leader to control and use the people, but God never puts the ungodly leader into office. People do. Uh, Andy? Well, and... and I'm going to go back to your book again on page 250, and if I could read this short paragraph. It says, there can be no compromise with evil or with liberal politicians because their agenda is for total control and to live in a world governed by the laws of the animal kingdom, as Darwin propagated. According to evolution, only the strongest survive, and that is the agenda of liberal atheists. That is why Hitler, Stalin, and others created laws to kill the weak and the disabled. They felt 
their quality of life was not in their eyes worthy enough to continue living. And that's where we're getting into this vaccines and COVID uh, thing that's going on now, this virus. In the Agora blog, Dr. Peter McCullough said this, uh, that deaths have been facilitated by a false narrative bent on pushing an all-new, unproven vaccine for a disease that was highly treatable. Goes on. He said COVID was a bioweapon, and the vaccines represent phase two of that bioweapon. Because as this, in a sense, bioterrorism phase was rolled out, it was really all about keeping the population in fear and in isolation and preparing them to accept the vaccine, which appears to be phase two of the bioterrorism operation. Dr. McCullough said in June 11th webinar with German attorney Reiner Fulmerich and several other doctors, the first wave of bioterrorism is a respiratory virus that spread across the world and affected uh, affected relatively few people, but 1% of the population, but generated great fear. He said the virus targeted primary people over 50 in multiple medical conditions and poses no risk at all to children. He said 85% of the more than 600,000 U.S. deaths could have been prevented with a multiple treatment given in the early midpoint of the disease. Instead, people were told to go home, not to return to the hospitals unless their symptoms got worse and has severe breathing problems. But by then, it was too late for many, and they were placed on ventilators. The vast majority of doctors jumped lock stock to follow these erroneous guidelines handed down by the World Health Organization and the U.S. Center of Disease Control. Those guidelines neglected to place any focus on the treatment of six sick patients, and from the beginning, as early as 2020, started emphasizing the need for a vaccine as the only real hope for beating back the virus. The Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, logged 5,993 reports of deaths of people injected with the COVID vaccine between December 14, 2020 and June 11, 2021. That's more than all the deaths reported to VARS from all other vaccines combined for the last 22 years. But uh, these numbers, according to uh, McCullough, these numbers are shocking as they are, don't scratch the surface of the actual number of dead Americans. And what he's getting to in this article that, he, that I'm quoting uh, is that the kind of like the problems we have, Dr. Hansen, with our a reporting system for crimes, the Uniform Crime Report. It's only good as the people reporting it, the different departments. And if uh, you're not getting good data coming in, then you're not going to have accurate data, you know, representing what's going on. We had problems, issues when I was in law enforcement. We had to fill out the UCR reports with homicide deaths and send it in on in the investigations. And a lot of times you'll count, uh, you'll have multiple crimes in the event that took place. And you'll list those events in the UCR report. But when it goes in and is tabulated, they're actually counted as separate crimes. So you end up with, with uh, the bad numbers. The same thing with the COVID. Uh, sometime back, I think I told you this earlier uh, this year, 
there are some doctors in Lubbock, Texas that I spoke to that said they were actually told how to fill out the reports on COVID deaths to make it look like a COVID death. So basically, if the person died and he had COVID, then you counted it as being the cause of the death, even though it may have been a heart disease or some something else that he uh, already had a fatal illness, cancer or something like that. But because they had COVID when they died, then you listed COVID as the cause of death. And that's that's bad data. That's scientific bias. <clears throat> you know, Andy, you mentioned CDC, and uh, that's the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. I don't know how many people know that, but did you know that the CDC <clears throat> is a private corporation originally sponsored by the eugenist John D. Rockefeller and the the current largest donors are Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who are also eugenists, at $1 billion a year. Yes, it's amazing. And this, this follow the money thing is, there was a doctor, Naomi Wolf, that I was listening to, and she's talking about the World Economic Forum and how the world banking system is involved with these vaccines. With the different, and she, she was talking about, and I haven't verified all this information. I'm a little hesitant about quoting without verifying, but she was saying that they're uh, into the to the funding of all three of these vaccines that are untested vaccines that don't follow the normal vaccine procedures. Well, we mentioned we're going to continue with mRNA injections, but I have headline news pre-planned. Weeks before COVID appeared in the United States, Congress redefined the word vaccine to include mRNA injections. Comment on that, Andy. mRNA, messenger RNA, that's a vaccine that uh, is created through nanotechnology. And in the nanotechnology, it's uh, basically in a sense, like a computer system, what it's doing is it's something that's created, that's put into the body, unlike the normal virus uh, vaccines that we have, like the flu, which is actually a dead flu virus that they inject in so your body reacts to it. This this uh, messenger RNA is trying to teach your immune system to look for the vac- for the coronavirus. Now, to get it into the, to the body, they have to go through uh, a, a process of using some kind of tissue that the body won't reject because the body will reject it almost instantaneously because it's a foreign object. So what they do is they use aborted baby cells tissue from the 70s and 80s. And uh, through the manufacturing of, of, and they say it's not aborted babies because it's generations down the lines from, but it still is. It's from the same source. It's the same DNA, the same structure that that baby was that was killed that they're using today and they put this on the virus on on the uh vaccine i mean rna messenger rna so it won't be rejected and it can uh, uh teach the cells immune system to look for the coronavirus now the problem issue with this is and i've been doing some research on it and i haven't uh finished it yet but these uh messenger rna does not leave the body and it actually starts shortening the lifespan of the human being. Yeah, we've done a lot of programs on that. Even uh, Eric Hurd and I, we were just on Omega Man Radio two nights ago. Uh, you could look that up on my Rumble and, and other programs that I'm on. And uh, we did a solid hour going into the dangers of COVID and, and what's going on, the lies of the government, uh, people dying, including athletes. Uh, Eric, um, 
mRNA. I know you uh, know a lot about this too. Make some comments. Yes, sir. Definitely, it is a bioweapon. And um, some are saying right now that it also has uh, in the envelope of delivery the HIV as well. So they're saying that those who took the vaccine, basically their um, immune system will degenerate uh, after a period of time. They have no immunity, nor the immune system is, is all messed up. It's not operating at a full potential. And so therefore, thus you need the booster so with that also as well, you have technology uh, involved in this, um, and it's all leading to the One World Surveillance Program where your body becomes, um, you know, a um, surveillance, and they're using 5G. So the rabbit hole is really, really deep. And um, what I would do is suggest, um, Andy, if you would listen to um, a video called Monopoly, and it explains all the banks um, who runs, um, you know, the, um, and how all these companies are, are interchangeable and they're connected together. It's amazing how this gentleman put everything together so we'll understand uh, what we're dealing with. Until we understand who we're dealing with, uh, we can't fight effectively. And so um, this video will really um, put in layman's term because, again, the rabbit holes are so deep. But, yes, these vaccines will cause um, a lot of deaths. I think it was um, 75 athletes have suffered death and adverse effects in Germany and, you know, just having heart attacks right on the field. So I think that um, people are waking up. They're seeing uh, what's happening. And this is our prayer, Andy, that we also pray that God will open up the eyes of the people so the people can begin to really fight back. But you have to know exactly what's going on and who is your enemy before you can begin to fight back. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the whole point of the vision of Eagle Saving Nations. We're getting ready to kick that off, and you need to be a part of that. You can send an email to warning at worldministries.org. That's warning at worldministries.org. Now, sit back and listen to The Science of Judgment. You need to order that book. Andy, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you, sir. God bless you. God bless you, Andy. God bless you. The Science of Judgment. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of the science of judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, 
God holds people accountable. Man can turn into an intelligent beast to do evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism, Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in charge of this world, not Jesus. If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, that is 360-629-5248, and request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.